Hello again, wrestling fans. It is Thursday night, and you know what that means. Yeah, stealing from Brody Lee, but hey, got to give uh, props to him. Uh, it is Thursday night. It is uh, January 21st, and we are live from London, Ontario. I'm Sean, and this is Scumbags Wrestling Podcast number 138. We are thankful if you're joining us on Twitch. Uh, YouTube and Facebook, plus later on it'll be available on any of your podcast uh, locations, whether it's Stitcher, Spotify, Art Heart Radio, anywhere you get your podcast from. Be sure to like and subscribe and check us out on Facebook where you can always get uh, up-to-date information, uh, fun things like uh, Superstar of the Day celebrating birthdays, plus we have a bunch of other podcasts that you can listen to and we'll plug those at the end of the show. This week, kind of a quiet week, and so we're just going to go through some of the news and also uh, results of the last couple shows that have happened. Look at uh, a little bit of the lack of buildup for the Royal Rumble, but to do all that, we have to first bring in Stephen O'Neill from Toronto. Good evening. What, the Royal Rumble happening? What? The Royal Rumble is happening? It might be maybe 10 days, but you wouldn't know it by the uh, lack of promotion that it's received. God. So how are you doing? Good. It was beautiful here today. It was like seven degrees. It's great. Yeah, it wasn't like that here in London. I can't say it was bad, but it wasn't seven degrees. We had a little What's bit of wind chill. It would, it would just like, I don't know, three or like two or three, but still nice. We have no of that shitty white stuff. It's great. It's almost the end of January. I'm living with life. Nice. Yeah, we still have some snow here in London. And, you know, as you know, I work uh, frontline worker in developmental uh, services, working with people with disabilities. So keeping them safe is, you know, best thing we can do. We have a lot of things not able to be done we're stuck in houses so we're doing day programs and everything by zoom so my life is in front of a computer whether i'm at work or here with everybody but i love doing this podcast and that's why we're here so looking at some of the news uh with orton wearing a mask uh as seen this past uh week on raw after alexa bliss uh, fired the fireball on the following Monday. This week, he followed up with a 10-minute soliloquy. It was like wearing Mr. Wrestling 2's mask, and they made them all look burnty. And uh, he went on for 10 minutes, as it said, and saying he's going to burn down the uh, Royal Rumble. But T-Bar from um, Retribution offered him a spot in Retribution as a we're going to help you out. And, you know, he's wearing the mask and stuff like that. So it's nice tongue-in-cheek there. Uh, but the main thing is WD uh, announced this week um, that uh, Royal, I mean, WrestleMania is going to be uh, happening for the next three years. And it's going to be Sorry, you got a phone call, and I'm trying to hang up on it. My apologies. Uh, but anyways, uh, next three years for WrestleMania have been uh, done. Number 37 is happening this year, April 10th and 11th in Tampa, uh, where they were supposed to be uh, this past year. Uh, then number 38 is going to be in Arlington, Texas at the AT&T Stadium, April 3rd. And... Uh, Number 39 is going to be in L.A. at the SoFi Stadium, April 2nd, where it was supposed to be this year. Uh, so thoughts on uh, that, Stephen? Those, I believe, were the next three coming up anyways, because this year should have been in at SoFi, and then I think it was going to be in Texas at AT&T Stadium anyway. So it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me that they've just bumped some back um, yeah. here because I mean, I'm hoping that maybe after these three WrestleManias, they can come back here to, to Toronto. Uh, 
I think it's kind of due. I also do like, and I do wish WWE did this more often, announce two WrestleManias or two, especially WrestleManias, because it is such a thing to for fans to pre-plan to go out there. Because I know for me, I'm going to look at trying to get tickets to SoFi Stadium. Because I think it's going to be, like Aaron said, unbelievable. So I'm hoping by then it's going to be something that we can look at. Like, I mean, even this year, they're going to let, what, 25,000 people into Raymond James Stadium? They said something like that was the number I think I saw. Is they're starting at 25,000? Even if I yeah. have, even if I honestly think even if the tickets were free, I wouldn't go this year. Literally because there, it's just too, there's too many risks. But by Exactly. Uh, so Stephanie says they're doing this to help people uh, plan ahead and give hope. And uh, as you mentioned, about 25,000. Um, I have to apologize that uh, this was an emergency call. Uh, Stephen, can you uh, run down the results from uh, this week on the shows? Yeah. And I'll be right yeah. back. Yeah. So I'm going to start with what I thought was the worst of the two uh, shows, which was Dynamite. Um, and I'll go over why. Um, it starts with uh, Negative One's birthday, which was actually kind of fun. They brought the cake out. You knew someone's face was going in the cake. Uh, it was Hangman Page, Cole Cabana, John Silver, and Alex Reynolds versus Hybrid 2 and Chaos Project. Um, Cabana uh, flapjacked um, Luther into the cake. Uh, negative one went to cut a promo at the end. There was a little bit of a mic issue. Hit him with the kendo stick, then hit uh, Sir Pentico with the um, kendo stick at, after the match. Um, the Dark Order and Adam Page won with the Buckshot Lariat. Uh, they obviously at the end did the, is he going to join? And he said, I can't, even though everything went off. Like he said, yes. And they had, uh, some stuff, um, dancers and stuff. Um, then we had Alex Marvez with Chris Jericho and MJF talking about tonight's match and you can start to see the dissension slowly mjf saying that he wouldn't do this match um that he jericho thinks it will make the group stronger but you can see mjf starting to put that descent in the um inner circle and you'll see that later so he came out wearing a brody lee shirt um and darby allen came out they didn't really get much into it before Team Taz came on the screen. Challenge him to a street fight. It has been reported, and I believe AEW's confirmed it. It's going to be Darby Allen and uh, Sting versus Brian Cage and Ricky Starks in a street fight at Revolution. Um, we can talk about that later. When Sean's back, Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker takes is taking place at Beach Break February 3rd. Then we get the first stupid segment of the night. Young Bucks show up at Kenny Omega's house. Alex Marvez just happens to be there with a cameraman. Michael Nawazaka greets him, brings him in. You then see the shirtless picture of Kenny Omega and Don Callis. Um, some stupid book dialogue. Then Callis kicks them out, leaves the camera, and then... Um, there's obviously it later on you'll see they're trying to set up saying that young bucks beat up Don Callis and left a bruise on uh young bucks face or on Don Callis's face Cody Rhodes versus Peter uh Avalon uh Cody Rhodes on social media says he would beat Avalon in under one minute it looks like he was going to do it he hit the crossroads basically immediately and then Jane Cargill's um, music hits. 
and Avalon got up pretty quick. I was a little disappointed about that. And then he low blow. And then this match went forever for no reason. And then Cody won via submission uh, with the um, figure four. Cody slapped Avalon and, or Avalon slapped Cody. And then Cody went to go slap Avalon. And Avalon tapped out. It's not good. Then you got um, starting of a promo with FTR and Tully Blanchard. Then uh, Jurassic Express shows up. We then had a match set for next week is Dax Harwood versus Jungle Boy one-on-one. And everyone's going to be outside. Uh, next match we saw John Moxley beat Nick Camarato, who kind of reminded me of Brody Lee, like they were talking, or Brody, um, Bruiser Brody. Um was okay. Moxley won by a submission, which was the uh, sleeper. Um, Moxley got on the mic. He said um, basically he was okay with Kenny Omega bringing in the Good Brothers because he's just going to uh, pile the bodies up and break the bones. Uh, Dasha tells Eddie Edwards he's going to face Lance Archer for the first time next week. She asked him how he's going to prepare. He says he's not. She's going to fight, and then Lance Archer shows up, and um, they got into each other's face, and Roberts tells Kingston to leave his guys, Butcher and Blade, behind next week, and he'll see how Archer does it on his own. The Invisible Hand, Don Callis, then uh, basically Omega shows up. Marvez asks what happened at the beach. Omega plays dumb. It was a dumb segment. Uh, Top Flight and Matt Seidel versus Private Party and Matt Hardy. Private Party is the number one contenders now for the Impact World Tag Team Champions, and they're facing the Good Brothers at No Surrender February 13th. It was announced today. This match was started okay, and then it got sloppy. Um, Private Party and Matt Hardy won via pinfall when Cassidy hit uh, Dante's midsection with... um, chair and Quinn, Quinn hit the studio, uh, the shooting star press one two three so you can just see now that they're going full on heel I'm actually yeah, excited um, yeah, picked that up out of nowhere after being on uh, impact uh, this past week uh, yeah. sorry I am back those who are watching um, just yeah I had a phone call uh, my wife actually dentally got into a little bit of a fender bender uh, so Clearly, I need to, to pay attention to that. She is fine. Is she, okay? the car, she is fine. That's the main thing. Uh, the car, I got to look at when she arrives. Uh, but clearly, you know, that's the main thing. Thank you for uh, uh, taking this part. You can continue. But, yeah, I just want to check Are in. Are you good? I'm back. So, yeah, we're good. Are you good? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if you had to go or not. Nothing I can do. So, she has to come home first okay but so yeah post-match private party attacks Seidel and top flight Hardy hits twist of uh or side effect on everyone then did he hit a side effect on everyone and then a twist of fate regardless it, it was very awkward then the second segment or the next segment MJF and Wardlow talk with Santana Ortiz Sammy and Jake oh uh MJF basically says if it was up to him this match wouldn't happen but Jericho's the leader of the inner circle. You can see that where they're going. Sammy gets up into MJF's face. Um, Sammy's held back. Things cool down. And MJF fist bumps three out of four. Sammy says they aren't there yet. Uh, this is where I actually turned off. Me and Sean were talking yesterday, and this is where I actually stopped watching AEW. Because... A midget girl came out. She's four foot eleven. It was embarrassing. Penelope Ford with Kip Sabian, Miro, and Charles Taylor versus Leela Hirsch. <sighs> yeah, she, I was watching this match. She, as Sean put it yesterday in our chat, she's the same size as Marco Stem. It was bad. I turned it off. I didn't even watch the match. 
Um, from what I see, Penelope Ford wins. Um, then Miro calls Charles in and wants an up and wants an update. He tells Taylor he can take him to New Heights, um, but he needs to let Orange Cassidy go. And Miro's his best friend now. Charles in a tux takes the mic and says Miro is his new best friend. Pockets looks saddened, and that was a waste of time. Uh, backstage, Good Brothers beat up Penta, throw him into a, the garage door. Kenny Omega and Dal Don Callis show up. Omega joins in in the beating. Uh, Anderson then chokes Penta with a cable. Omega hits Penta with his boot and jams the point of boot into his eye. Another and eye. Callis yeah, no, it's and Callis yells and laughs as the group leave. Next week, we see it's uh, the card. It's Jungle Boy with Luchasaurus and Marco Stunt first back hardwood with Wheeler and Tully Blanchard in the corners. Eddie Kingston versus Lance Archer. Sh Cody responds to Shaq's comments from a few weeks ago. Wasn't that like a month ago? I'm really confused by this. Um, and this is another match that hurts my soul. Uh, AEW World Tag Team Champs, Young Bucks. And Impact World Tag Team Champs, the Good Brothers versus Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, John Silver, and Alex Reynolds. So either the Good Brothers aren't going to show up, or they're going to leave and leave the Young Bucks to themselves to get to lose. Or I'm not really sure what's going to happen. This is going to hurt my soul. In two weeks, we have AEW Dynamite Beach Break. It's the wedding of Penelope Ford and Kip Sabian. Thunder Rosa versus Bridge with versus Britt Baker with Reba, which could actually be a good match. A tag team battle royal. Winners face AEW tag team champs at Revolution. A women's champ championship eliminator tournament to determine the number one contender is then announced. And it's coming soon. Then we had the main event. Chris Jericho and MJF versus Santana and Ortiz versus Jake Hager and Sammy Guevara. The winner is considered the official tag team of the inner circle. This just, I don't really, should have been never a match. I don't, it doesn't make sense. Um, commentary announced it will be John Moxie, Ray Phoenix, and Pac versus Kenny Omega, Carl Anderson, and Doc Galloway at Beach, uh, Beach Break February 3rd as well. This is just kind of a hot mess a little bit. Um Basically, Jericho brings the bat into the ring. Hager drops him with a big foot. Warlow sneaks the diamond ring to MJF. MJF sees it and knocks MJF down with a punch. Um, a lot of back and forth. Um, the win, uh, Sammy hits the GTH on Jericho and nails a bunch of other guys. Sammy looks to take down MJF. He ends up hitting Wardlow off the apron. MJF rolls up Sammy and grabs the tights for the one, two, three. That's how they go off the air. Yeah, and they went up really quickly, like they were running out of time. And I was going to also mention that the uh, uh, women's eliminator, um, looking at the logo, uh, they had like a U.S. and Japanese uh, split. So I'm wondering if they're bringing in Rio and all the other ones uh, after they quarantine uh, to then do the uh, – Eliminator. Uh, the only thing I don't know, I would assume that if, say, Tony Khan was to buy NWA, maybe he would combine a lot of the titles. I don't, I don't really get it. Why are you having an Eliminator, a girls Eliminator challenge, when the girls you have, horrible. You go, well, so Bert Breaker, great. When she's with someone a little more experienced, it makes her look like a million dollars. Serena Deeb, amazing. Nyla Rose, I think, is I think Nyla Rose is an amazing story, an amazing wrestler. Who else do they have? Penelope Ford, she's okay. I found her match with I forgot one of the more veteran. Oh. No, she was with a more veteran rest woman's wrestler maybe a month or two ago, and she looked really good. You have Anna Jay and Ty Conti, 
green and gra green is grass. Unless you're gonna have a lot of veterans come in, you it's it's probably not gonna be some pretty matches, and that scares me. Um, we haven't seen Rio in a year. Why why bring her back for this? There's a lot of things I would. I'm not Can a fan of Rio. Oh, I know. Um, what what's the other one? The one that looks like Freddie Mercury. Uh, Sakasawa. Yuki Sakasawa, or something like that. I think I don't know. She's we haven't seen her in months. I mean, Impact saw uh, Taya Valkyrie um, finish up. I don't see her going to AEW. I see her end up ending up in WWE to be with her husband. It's the only thing. I would love I, that. Sorry? I would love that. I was thinking about that uh, actually earlier today uh, or sort of a really dream situation because, you know, uh, today is uh, Maurice's birthday. So that's what made me think about that. And imagine Miz and Morrison, Maurice and Talia as a group are just annoying people. And eventually they go after the tag titles, they split, you get some mixed tags with, there's so much you could do with those four just for at least six to nine months. And you could you could really do it over a year. Because you have yeah. the guys go after the men's tag titles, if the women going after the women tag titles. There's lots of things you can play with there. I Her I'm better guessing, options to go there. I'm gonna guess she's gonna end up in WWE, but I haven't seen anything. I mean, it'd be interesting. Um and you'll notice we're not talking about MLW this week because it hurt my soul. So I'm not gonna waste my breath this week because I, I just I can't put them down. I also saw the NWA roster. There's not a lot of women left. I'm also assuming Thunder Rosa is going to be in this women's eliminated match. Who knows? All right, so NXT starts. Um, it looks back at last week's um, Dusty Rhodes, the men's Dusty Rhodes um, classic. We also get a hype for the women's Dusty Rhodes classic, which kicks off tonight. Uh, and the fight pit main event. Um, first match right out of the gate is uh, first round matchup over the men's Dusty Rhodes tag team classic. You had Leon Ruff and Kushida versus The Way, which is Austin Theory and Johnny Gargano. Not a bad match back and forth. Uh, Kushida and Leon Ruff won. Um, when Kushida ended up dropping, Gargano and nails a suplex and a bridge to win. I was a little surprised by that. Now, Kushida and Ruff um, are taking on the Grizzle Young veterans in the quarters. Um, Pete Dunn, then, there's a vignette for Pete Dunn. Really well done. Made him look like a superstar. Uh, Vic. Joseph says Kyle Riley's aggravated his jaw injury last week, but he's still medically clear to compete. Uh, we saw a quick video of Karen Cross and Scarlett, who are amazing, and I really think should be on the main roster anytime. Uh, I'm not going to waste my time on this Malcolm Levin segment with uh, Tyler Rust. He ended up later taking on Bronson Reed. It it was not good. Uh, Karen Cross then beat Ashante the uh adonis with the um what do you hit him with oh he, he got up he basically hits him with big forearms to the back of the neck and then covers him pretty easy then he puts him after the match in the cross uh, jacket submission um, then we got a vignette on msk which was the rascals um I, I love MSK. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Lucha House Party is still the face Imperium, which is where we're going. It's Imperium versus Lucha House Party. This was kind of an upset to me because you did have um, Lucha House Party win. Um, Lindsay hit a shooting star press to win after the match, you actually so now Lucha House Party is taking on Legia do 
Phantasma in the quarterfinals. As um, they're posing and Imperium's getting their wits about them on the floor, you actually saw Alexander Wolf and snapped into the Imperium pose, and Barthel and Urchner did the same at the bottom of the ramp. So I'm excited to see Imperium the start, at least three out of the four. Um, uh, we saw the Fight Pit weigh in from earlier. Uh, Thatcher weighed in at 225. Champa weighed in at 205. Um, then we had the Women's Dusty Rhodes Classic start. Um, Beth Phoenix actually came out. It's her first time being at the CWC and I don't know how long. She normally does the commentary from home, but she came out with general manager William Regal to talk about it, how history, they went through a lot of the women who have come through. Um, first match in the women's uh, Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, Team Ninja, which is um, Casey Kinson Zero and Caden Carter versus Mercedes Martinez and Tony Storm. I actually thought Mercedes Martinez and Tony Storm would win this, but Team Ninja actually wins. Um, Colin Zero tagged in and go, went to the top and hit some sort of huge 450 move for the win. After the match, uh, they celebrated. Um, it was kind of interesting. Uh, NXT champion Finn Balor stormed into Regal's office. He wants Pete Dunne, but first he wants to start with the tag team match. Against Orny Loken and Danny Butch, basically. He's like, I'll go two on one. Regal's like, that's not happening. You have to find a partner. Um, uh, Mackenzie Mitchell is backstage. She announces that Ashante the Adonis is injured by Karen Cross and is not able to compete in the Dusty Rhodes Classic anymore on 205 Live. Adonis was to team with Desmond Troy against. Neeson, uh, Arian Davari. Uh, there's no word on the replacement yet, but we will get into that after the, I read everything. Um, Bronson Reed destroys Tyler Russ pretty quick. Um, then you had towards the end of the show, you had Finn Balor basically walk into the Undisputed Era's locker room and basically want uh, O'Reilly to be his tag partner. He basically was like, well, are you going to do it? And uh, O'Reilly agrees. So they're going to face next week Orny Lorcan and Danny Birch, which I think could steal the show. Um, there were some more promos with uh, San Santos Escobar. Didn't really do it. And then... Fight pit match, which was the match of the night. Um, Hard-hitting, amazing. If you haven't seen it, please go out of your way to watch it. Champa basically tapped out when he was all twisted up in the corner. It looked like, and they made it look really good. Um, Thatcher used the uh, uh, a modified stretch muffler to win. It looked like he really could have hurt him if he really wanted to. It was actually kind of... Nice. Um, then WWE today put out a behind the scenes in the trainer room. Uh, Champ is getting looked at his knee and his ankle. And the doctor's like, you're lucky that you didn't break it. Uh, Thatcher walked in and basically Champ was like, why didn't you break it? And he was like, respect. So now uh, Thatcher and Champa are in the, Dust the Dusty Roads Classic. They're wrestling tomorrow on 205 Live. They took um, Adonis' spot, tag team spot. So I'm very interested. So here are the ratings for last night, which kind of surprised me. Uh, AEW Dynamite drew 854, um, which was up. And NXT drew 659 which was up again. So both were up uh, a little surprised for me with the presidential inauguration and stuff. So it'll be interesting to see 
I think it's Sunday, Saturday, Saturday or Monday, the final numbers when they run all the replay watches, what they actually come out to be. Um, overall, one good match, one woman midget that made me stop watching. <sighs> I don't the know why. With the birthday party. I think the birthday party. I thought the birthday party was Think of the happy moment with negative one having it, the biggest socially distanced birthday party ever. So if the situation was different from three or four weeks ago, I might have been a lot more angry about how the birthday party was. But given the circumstances, I give it two thumbs up. There you go. And you got the fight pit match. Booking, bookending everything. So it kind of works out. But what did I say to you on our, our Facebook chat? The fuck is there a midget doing on AEW? And you're like, what? Because Sean watches Sean's, I think, about four to five minutes behind us on because you watch it yeah. on the app. He's like, what? Oh, and I was like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. And you're like, okay. Yeah, the TSN app is, uh, I guess, a little bit uh, lagging behind uh, on, uh, I guess, regular cable. So, yeah, I wasn't sure. I thought you were meeting Marco Stunt for a moment, and then out came, uh, uh, yeah, what's her name? But um, thank you for oh, running down the results of uh, yesterday's shows. There's some news that just came out not that long ago. There's a special WWE backstage returning for one night. Renee Perquette, Paige, and Booker T. It is Saturday, uh, January 30th at 8 p.m. on FS1. Obviously, we'll get it on the app if you have it. Um, it's for the Royal Rumble. It's a special Royal Rumble. Interesting. Yeah, well, I heard that she was still uh, under contract to uh, Fox. So Fox was still going to be doing those type of shows to hype up the bigger uh, shows. So kind of makes sense. Uh, we'll have to see what happens uh, on that show if they uh, make anything special and for a reason to do it. But yeah, that's uh, something I did not have in my notes. But going back to notes, um, Bully Ray is not a fan of AEW. Shocking. Uh, saying that it looks uh, very indie-esque and uh, comparing... Uh, to the more polished NXT, but then Booker T spoke up on his podcast and said that you know neither is better than or worse than the other, and everybody needs to be friends, and uh, just that every company needs to figure out how to do similar things differently. Yeah, no, AEW does things, and I just shake your head. Well, you're telling me that Leela Hirsch was the best person they could have. Could you? She was supposed to face Nyla Rose last night until she, Nyla came. And that's okay. If it would have been a complete squash match, like Nyla Rose would have killed this girl in like a minute. Cool. Penelope Ford and her went, I don't even know how long because I turned it off. But from what I read, it was like a back and forth match. And I know she has like a legit background in something. She's four foot nothing. And then it made it into a uh, backdrop for everything going on with Miro and uh, Orange. So, yeah. NXT has added three more uh, women to uh, their roster uh, to be part of the Dusty Rhodes Classic. Uh, we, you mentioned about that uh, starting this past uh, last night on uh, NXT. But uh, each woman has also gotten a name change at the same time. You'll see Zoe Stark, uh, formerly known as Lacey Ryan, Gigi Dillon, formerly Priscilla Kelly, and Cora Jade, formerly known as Elena Black, all being a part of the Dusty Rhodes Classic. I believe yeah. uh, Stark and Jade are going to be a team, and Dolan is going to be part of a tag team with... Um, one of the four horsewomen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, Tampon, they signed Tampon Girl, yeah. um, which surprised which me. Girlfriend, wife. 
wife. I was really surprised she's not in AEW. I mean, but all three of these women not are just signed to, I think, the women's Dusty Road Classic. I think they've all got contracts now. Yeah, I'm like, surprised. I believe that's how I read it, is they all are contracted. Um, well, while you look that, uh, that part up, uh, looking at other things, WD's uh, deal with Tampa, uh, the Tropicana Field in St. Petersburg, Florida, is coming up uh, in April because the Devil Rays will want their uh, stadium to play baseball in. So people are wondering if uh, bringing in fans at WrestleMania is going to be sort of a soft reopening to be able to go to different arenas and bring in some fans because setting up the Thunderdome in different arenas until they can get a permanent site is going to be hard for them to do. That's why they're not removing it for the Royal Rumble at the end of the month and not bringing in fans then. So your thoughts possibly on that? I I don't... I'm torn because I I don't see them necessarily being able to have fans after the Royal Rumble, but I don't see them... They're going to have to leave uh, Tropicana, I think, by the end of March, they have to be gone. Like, right around just before WrestleMania, so I think if they can't find somewhere, I could see them back at the Performance Center short, short term, but to me... I don't know too many places they're going to be able to go and have fans consistently. Because, I mean, every state is different right now. So could it be different by the time we are in March? Yeah, it really depends on how quickly the vaccines can get out to everyone. And But, I mean... Maybe they can find some uh, minor league ballparks that once uh, grapefruit uh, baseball is done, they can uh, start invading them. Like, I mean, you're going to need, if they're going to use that uh, Thunderdome setup, you're going to need an indoor stadium. And the thing is, is if you're going to use it, you're going to need it for, I'm assuming you wouldn't take any anything less than two to four months, like I would assume three month minimum if you're going to put all that time and effort to bring it in. Yeah, there's a lot of setup to do that. That's why, as I said, that they're not uh, going to take it down just for one evening of uh, Royal Rumble. But if they can't uh, do the Thunderdome setup and they want to bring in fans as a soft reopening-ish, they're probably going to have to find some outdoor uh, or amphitheaters sort of style like uh, Daly's Place has. And I don't think that's a... I mean, Daly's Place is great short-term, but I don't think that's a great setup long-term either. Like, they're leaving to go to Miami for at least a month because they need some um, indoor timing. Here's a suggestion from Aaron. Maybe they'll go to Abbey, I mean, do it UFC. Abbey, they could have fans. Uh, yeah, I don't know if people are willing to, the superstars are willing to travel, unless you're going to tape a, like multiple episodes. Because I don't know how many are going to want to go for long-term. Um, so from what I gather, they're signed, all three of the females, to, like, contracts? Contracts? Um, and correction, Princess Kelly is Darby Allen's ex-wife. Okay. So I wasn't sure. I did meet her at the summit at uh, in Toronto, uh, the women's uh, event, during uh, SummerSlam weekend. She was actually pretty nice. Just she got that uh, huge uh, 
viral video thanks to her. Uh, yeah, we. Uh, yeah, nope, nope. Um, uh, each WrestleMania is uh, scheduled to be about three hours, with maybe a kickoff show. So uh, they're going to be uh, short, like uh, last year. Uh, the Undertaker was on Joe Rogan's podcast uh, the other day, and he talked about steroid use uh, in the old days where people felt they needed to be bulked up and look huge, and also the difference between the locker rooms of those uh, era where they were sort of your blue-collar grinders and real men compared to showing up in the locker rooms today where they're all playing video games and trying to look pretty. And so he's thinking wrestling has gotten uh, quite soft over the years. It has changed. If you look at where it started to where it is now, it's definitely different. I don't know if I'd call, I'm not going to dispute the NJ or calling it soft, but I wouldn't necessarily think that it they're soft. I mean, it's different. Yeah, it's more performance and everything. I think now, and that's why they're sitting backstage doing video games compared to uh, sitting down and playing cards. And there's too much uh, people working out their match than just playing it by ear. Uh, Dark Side of the Ring, Season 3, Steve Austin was interviewed for it. He's going to be part of the Brian Pillman episode. And other than Brian Pillman, uh, other themes are going to be FMW, XPW, Nick Cage, the WCW New Japan uh, Collision in Korea event that happened in 1995, a episode on the Smith family, which includes Grizzly, Jake, uh, the Snake Roberts, Rockin' Robin, and Sam Houston. And there's going to be an episode on Bruiser Bedlam as part of the uh, episodes that are uh, already scheduled in Season 3, which we'll end up getting here uh, in Canada on Crave. And it's on Vice in the United States. I love the series. I watch it. I don't watch it when it first, like, I've been to watch two or three episodes because it's addicting. Yeah, I loved uh, Dark Side of the Ring, and I'm so glad that they're getting more episodes. Uh, Ray Mysterio was on the bump uh, the other day talking about the Royal Rumble, said that he would be willing to toss his own kid out of the ring uh, if it came down to him and Dominique uh, to do so. Uh, so... I don't know if he's hinting at uh, something that's going to happen in the Rumble. Do you see that happening? Would you like to see Dominic uh, turn on his dad or eventually a Dominic versus Ray uh, feud that uh, leads to like an emotional WrestleMania uh, moment? I This is going to sound really bad, but I don't actually care. I think that they're going to set it up I think it's too early. I think they should. He's not ready to uh, Dominic to have, even with a match with Bram Mysterio, it's going to not be as good as it should be. So I would much rather them give it another year, let him get his wits about him in the ring, and then let him. A nice slow burn between father and son learning and then be a big shock when uh, obviously it would have to be Dominic turns on his dad or something like that uh, because he's holding him back. It would be an awesome storyline. Which is the way, if you're going to do it, you're going to have, I would have Dominic throw him out. Yeah. Dominic would have to be the heel because he's so much taller than his dad and wanting to be hungry and stuff like that would be a good storyline, but yeah, I would agree. A good slow burn a year potentially uh, wouldn't hurt. Chad Gable said that Jason Jordan is working on doing a comeback after three years of being on the shelf. He's currently a agent and he'd uh, like to reform American Alpha. I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, to me, if Jason Jordan can come back, cool. I think the only way... Well, first, he has to get medically cleared. And I, the only way I can see WWE letting him come back truly is in a tag team where you can limit 
a lot of bumps and I don't ever see him unfortunately getting a singles run. Not because he's not deserving. Hell, him and Chad Gable are amazing, but I don't see them getting a true singles run until I, I can see them going as a tag team. I think they could be right into the tag team um, championship. I would start them probably back in NXT for a little bit, let them, if they can do it, make sure that they can they get their feet under them and everything. But, I mean, if it's going to happen, it's going to be a tag team. And if he gets medically cleared, then I'm all for it. But I don't want him to try to get medically cleared when he's it could be more damage than good. So, yep. Uh, Paul Heyman teased that there could be another member uh, added to the Roman Reigns stable with Jay Uso. Uh, he's hinting it could be Apollo Cruz since we saw Apollo uh, backstage in that uh, vignette uh, talking about uh, the contracts and stuff like that uh, getting signed, which we saw that uh, with the bait and switch with. Uh, Kevin Owens being inserted instead of uh, Adam, uh, no, yeah, Adam Pierce. Adam Pierce, yeah. Uh, so there's that. I would actually like to see, uh, and I hate it because I I'm a Kevin Owens fan, and talk about it later on with uh, the setup. But I, will, I might as well mention it now that what if Jimmy finally returns and is with uh, Kevin Owens? But then the last minute turns and joins his brother and uh, cousin, building their stable up more, and that keeps the belt on uh, Roman Reigns. I don't. Go ahead. I don't mind that. I mean, I've always assumed that the third member is going to always be Jimmy Uso. It's the only thing that would make the most sense. I mean, I assume that's going to happen. Renee Paquette recently had Tony Khan on her podcast, Oral Sessions, and she was praised by Khan for her work. Renee then tweeted Vince McMahon and invited him onto her show. Uh, don't know if he'll accept her uh, invitation or not, um, but be a uh, well, good listen if it's anything like uh, the uh, podcast that he did a couple of years ago with uh, Steve Austin, but you never know. It's Vince McMahon and age. Roman uh, Reigns said that his dream match for WrestleMania 39 at SoFi Stadium would be against The Rock. Um, and since that's in Hollywood, but I don't know if The Rock would be available uh, for that. Uh, Riddle uh, took a photo with Gilbert and poked fun at Goldberg in the uh, Twitter posting. And the 2016 Royal Rumble has a bit of a edit to it. Uh, the kiss that Ric Flair uh, forced upon Becky Lynch in the match with Charlotte has been edited out. Could be a whole thing with uh, Me Too movement. Don't blame them. Uh, and WWE is looking to crown a Mr. Royal Rumble uh, with a uh, voting tournament. And they're going to have eight of the uh, winners of Royal Rumbles taking on eight guys who eliminated the most uh, people in Royal Rumbles. And uh, narrow it down, almost like what we're going to be doing with Fantasy Warfare Tournament. I swear they listen to our conversations. With 16 winners of uh, the Royal Rumble. And so that's coming up. And one final note before we get out of here, because I do need to get going with my wife coming home any moment, is that the Royal Rumble is happening on January 31st. And uh, we have the two title matches, Drew McIntyre against Goldberg and Universal Champion uh, Last Man Standing match with Roman Reigns taking on Kevin Owens. The Men's Royal Rumble has only nine people in it so far. Lashley, Styles, Orton, Miz, uh, Jeff Hardy, Dana Bryan, Otis, Jey Uso, and Cesaro, while the women's only has Nia, Charlotte, Mandy, Dana Brooke, Peyton Royce, Alexa Bliss, Shayna Baszler, Bianca Belair and Bailey, and uh, there's a lot more uh, names to go in with only 10 days to go. 
Um, so that's the Royal Rumble. It's coming up on uh, January 31st. And Stephen, do you have anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Yeah. So on Tuesday, I have a new series on cwnonline.ca. It's called Slugging with Stephen O'Neill, featuring a lot. Tuesday that just passed had Anthony Kingdom James. This week is uh, Jim Strider. Look for that dropping about 6 p.m. every Tuesday on CWN Online. Excellent. Uh, so, yeah, look forward to uh, reading uh, your 10 questions and uh, seeing your, all the answers to, from everybody. And you can go check that out, as uh, Stephen said, at cwnonline.ca. And... Uh, yeah, there's all the information over there, podcasts and whatnot. Um, with us, you can always get the Fantasy Warfare Tournament, where you just did uh, part three with the greatest WD United States uh, champion. Next week, we're going to do the uh, greatest WD Intercontinental t- champion. And next week on this show, we will have the final four uh, of the four uh, brackets battle out and see who comes up on top greatest mid-card champion, and we also will have um, every Thursday at uh, 12 o'clock is uh, This Week in History. Jonesy and I uh, break down the week that was in the history of wrestling. This week, it dropped earlier today, and that was uh, January uh, 15th to the 21st. So I hope you uh, check that out. If you love uh, history, please join us. Like us, give us some suggestions, your thoughts, and we'll do it from there. Any last words, Stephen? See ya. Peace.